It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So this is going to be episode 5 of my life story as a podcast. Um, This is going to be the part 2 to my freshman year of high school. Um, So I had actually left off talking about my relationship with a uh, guy in particular who I still continue to learn life lessons from like the sort of trauma that I had experienced uh, dating this person. Um, So I will say that this will probably be a trigger warning because there is talk of uh, attempted suicide and depression. Um, So if that's something, something that you're sensitive to, I would not recommend that you listen to this episode. Um, But so continuing on, the beginning of my relationship with this person was October of my freshman year. Um, We had started dating, like I said in my previous episode, it was before, sorry, after I had left my abusive boyfriend at the time, um, who would beat me and he was very mansplainy. and very misogynistic um so anyway this guy that i started dating around my birthday we're going to call him tyler like we did in the last episode um he started off very very sympathetic very sweet um he opened a lot of philosophies up for me as far as what i believe today in all fairness of Um, You know, learning how to compromise in a relationship, um, learning how to communicate effectively. And those are tools that, like, I am really glad that I learned because that's evolved into the person that I am. Um, So that that's one thing that I will say that is a benefit that I've gotten out of it. Um, Another thing that I did learn Like I said, this guy was very toxic. Um, I did not know any better as far as, like, red flags or anything like that. But um, one thing I will say is that I did know how to set boundaries. So I started dating this guy. um, And I was actually new to ROTC, which was uh, something offered in my high school. Um... I only did ROTC because it was something that my uncle had done. So I was like, okay, I will give this a try. Um, I actually ended up really, really enjoying ROTC throughout my whole high school. Um, So I had gone there and as I'm taking um, the class, I think I was in like maybe sixth period for this class. And um, they would have like on the whiteboard in the corner that there was like color guard practice Monday through Thursday and it would be from four to five after schools 
And so I'm thinking, okay, why not? You know, this is like a chance for me to make friends. And I'm sure everybody else can relate to this because being a freshman, a lot, a lot of your friends um, start to drift apart. They go their own separate ways. And so for me, that's exactly what was happening. And so I felt like I didn't have any, any friends. I had to make new ones. Um, so I did end up going to this practice and I met a lot, a lot of key friends. And this is something that like is going to be held and discussed all the way into like present day because these people are all very important in my life still. Um, so the first person we're going to start with is going to be Tyler because that's, that's the guy that I had dated, um, throughout like my freshman and sophomore year. So there's Tyler, and then there is a, another person, um, we'll call her Alice, um, just for the sake of, of name change, uh, because I don't have anybody's permission as far as uh, letting them on my podcast. So we'll call her Alice. We also have uh, Shell, we'll call her Shell, and continuing on there's another guy who um we will call hmm we'll call him henry because it's just such a fucking basic name okay so alice tyler shell and henry they are all like older than i am they were all in like maybe their junior, sophomore year kind of areas. Um, Tyler was his sophomore year. Um, Shell was also sophomore year with Alice, but Henry was in his junior year. Um, so continuing on with the story, they really taught me a lot of stuff that helped me to really be motivated to stay in ROTC. And um, the instructor could kind of see that, that sort of, um, mentorship that the, um, they call them upperclassmen, that the upperclassmen take over for teaching the lower classmen, because when they get to, like, their position in ROTC, then it's their responsibility to teach, uh, the younger, younger lets. Um, so that, that's sort of what was going on, was this sort of mentorship relationship, um, with all of these, um, upperclassmen, and it was really cool, because there would be times when, like, the instructor wasn't around, so we would do, like, our own, like, fun stuff that, um, probably would be considered property damage, but we are not going to get into that, because I am no snitch. Um, so anyway, like I said, really close bonds with these people, and, um, I had finally, like, broken up with my ex, and then Tyler comes to me super empathetic and stuff, because I really was not feeling practice that day, and he's like, oh, how are you doing, and if you need, uh, to talk to anybody, here's my number, he gives me his number, and so we start texting back and forth, and around this time, it was really, like, monsoony, um, back home, so it was raining super, super often, and the thing that would happen is, 
I didn't have very many uh, jackets. I was not, not, definitely not a jacket kind of person. Um, So him being like, I think it was his way of trying to like take steps toward like flirting with me would offer his jacket on days when we would get out of practice and I'm waiting for my ride and he would give me his jacket. Um, But he wasn't like a cologne kind of guy. In fact, he always, always, and I will take this to my fucking grave. He smelled like cat piss all the time and I never said anything because I didn't want to embarrass him. But dude fuck that guy <laughs> um so anyway so he's he's not like cat piss we'll leave it at that um but he offered his jacket how sweet to a freshman la da 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 so taken aback in all of this right i'm like already like wrapped around this guy's finger right and so we start dating because he asked me out or whatever and it was we had a very nice relationship for like (laughs) three months four months because it was very short-lived and after four months i start to notice like he started talking to other girls and they weren't just any girls they were his exes and so me i'm like i don't know any better but still even then like somebody with common sense says okay that's suspicious and um but it was what threw me off is he was always open about it and that's why I think I was so confused is because he would always tell me like oh it's not like that it's not like that um but yeah blatantly out in the open he would like just hang out with all of these girls right in front of my face and tell me that I was crazy and that he would never leave me for them and things like that but at the same time he would get on like really touchy subjects with them like what size pants they wore and like how how cute their top is and stuff and so at that point we started getting in a lot of arguments and I'm not gonna lie I was also very toxic like um I would gaslight him probably as much as he would gaslight me Um, We would both make super empty threats toward each other. And like I said, this is where the trigger warning comes in is because like there were times when he would threaten to kill himself and I would actually attempt to like because it was like I was so attached to this person that it was like I feel like I cannot live without them. So if they die, I have to die too kind of thing which you know is absolutely not true super unhealthy super toxic um and I'm so glad that you know I am past that point in my life super fortunate um so that is something that I did go through um we did end up breaking up and then uh we broke up about eight months after dating so a little bit more toward the end of my freshman year and um after we had uh broken up my cousin actually texted me and she told me that he saw her with it wait she saw him with another girl at the mall when he told me that it was his mom's birthday 
And so that his mom's birthday is the same day that he broke up with me. So me in this like toxic uh desperation of ranting and stuff um i tried to call him and call him and text him and call him and he just was not he didn't want to talk to me at all and i don't blame him i was being so fucking crazy um so that happened and so i called maybe like seven or eight times and then his mom answers and she's like he doesn't want to talk to you like what can i help you with like hey calm down don't cry things like that and um then his six sister on her phone texts me and starts threatening me and so i'm just like i am completely overwhelmed at this point because this is somebody that i thought i was going to spend my entire life with and then he just up and breaks up with me. And then I find out he's with another girl. And his mom and his sister are threatening me. And I still feel bad about this. Like, what I'm about to say. Because, like, it, it obviously is very, mis- like, small, small detail. But I still feel bad about it. Is I know nothing about his sister. But I just texted her. I was like, fuck you. I fucking hate you, you bitch. But, like, that still shakes me to my core. That I was so rude to somebody like that um because i like to think of myself as like a nice calm person now i really hate confrontation um so yeah that ended super dramatic very very like messy um so that happened and so that was the day that his uh mom's birthday was supposedly so like i said my cousin texted me about a week after this had happened saying that he was with another girl and i'm like okay well i can't just take what she says um as truth like it's just one person so i start asking a few of my own uh sources Uh, i start asking like a few other people And they were like, yeah, no, I mean, he's been hanging out with a lot of different girls, like, behind your back. And they were like, I feel so bad for, like, not saying anything. And I'm like, you're a shitty person for not coming to me in the first place, but whatever, we're not even friends anyway. Um, So I don't blame them, but like then it really starts to kick in like that like i said that whole philosophy of like if i can't have him then i might as well be dead sort of thing and so i had actually uh tried to attempt suicide after finding all of this out and um at this time we were like taking our end of year exams so everybody was stuck in computer labs all day every day for like two weeks um so yeah like i said i pulled this stunt like in the middle of this whole like exam phase of the year and so he was actually in his exams when i got sent to the er and when he was taken out for um his break because they they take their little like intermissions and shit um when he got out for his break he found out that i was in the er and um Yeah, no, I don't remember a whole lot from that point in time. I do remember, like, trying to OD. And then I remember sitting in the ambulance. 
and the paramedic is sitting there with me in the ambulance and we're driving to the hospital and she's uh looking for a place to stick the IV in my arm and I had actually uh started cutting myself the night before and so I'm like I'm trying to hide my cuts but stupid like teenage me she already knows like there's no way that she's not gonna see my forearms um so she sticks the IV in in like my um inner uh forearm area away from the cuts and uh we're we're just driving I don't remember a whole lot about the drive but I do remember getting admitted into the ER and my grandparents were there um one thing I will say though is that one family member in particular and I'm not gonna point them out because if I do like if I even say like what their relationship what their relation to me is like people are gonna know um so I'll just say like it was a family member um that was sitting there next to me um and just told me you are so selfish for trying to take your own life and that still like shakes me to my core because how can somebody like a family member tell you that when you're at your lowest point and they tell you like how dare you like that that still bothers me but but that's beside the point um so yeah that was said um I also had another family member who had come in and I I know that she was coming from a good place <laughs> and this still like makes me laugh in such an innocent way is um you know they started talking about um being at their lowest point and uh finding religion and faith and in that point like they tried to convert me to mormonism and at at that age all i knew about mormonism was polygamy and i'm like um no thanks like i i am depressed i am not going to be a polygamist i don't think that's a good idea <laughs> um so that had happened and um throughout the whole thing i really didn't feel like eating but i had a tray of food there they really were trying to get me to eat but all i can remember was like there was soup and there was spanish rice and that was it and i think like a a juice box or something um i didn't want to eat anything so i had maybe half of what i was supposed to have um and then after that I was finally able to get all of my stuff like from school um my grandpa had brought it for me and so the first thing that I'm gonna do obviously is check my phone to see if he like messaged me or anything and so he texted me and he was like hey I'm just making sure that you're okay but just to be clear like this doesn't mean that I'm gonna date you again and in retrospect I don't blame him I'm fucking I was a crazy fucking piece of shit back then um so yeah like in in case anybody needs a piece of advice if your significant other is threatening to kill themselves if you leave 
you should, one, get them help, and two, leave. Do them please in that order, because other than that, like, there is no better option for them. People like that seriously need help. Um, so, anyway, moving along, he, that's what he said, he set his boundaries, that's clear. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm just, like, so over it at this point. I didn't care. Um, so that happened. I was finally able to check out of the hospital. And my grandparents are are guiding me back to the waiting room. And as I get to the waiting room, I see my little brother and my little sister sitting there. And they just look absolutely, like terrified and my brother just like comes up to me and hugs me and even now that's still like such a sentimental thing because this is the first time in my from my teenage life to now that he's hugged me ever he was always like (laughs) he was always this little piece of shit that would like ruin my 1000 piece puzzles when I was almost done He would always, like, wrestle me and do, you know, like, the annoying brother shit. But he was never sentimental until then. And so even for me, that just, like, it makes my heart melt still. Um, And my sister, like, I can tell that she was, like, she was crying. Um, So I finally get home from the hospital and my uncle and a lot of my other relatives are there and so they all sit down with me and we are all like sort of having a talk um about you know paying attention to one another and really opening up to everybody else and having open communication about how we feel and what's going on in our lives and things and if we think that something is going on with somebody to to do something um so that was a talk that i think i really was happy that my grandpa was able to address because his idea was there but i think it was so short-lived because of the way that my family members are um so after that had happened my grandma asked me if I wanted to go to the store with her. Um, I was feeling really, really sick, so I didn't want to do anything. But one thing I do remember, and I, I forgot to mention this, but after we got out of the hospital and on the drive home, I had mentioned to my grandparents what my favorite flower was, is a hibiscus. And it's because what it represents is it's sort of a symbol that if you give a woman a hibiscus, you're basically telling her that's your ideal wife and somebody that you want to um, spend the rest of your life with. So for me, it's still very sentimental to me if somebody was to give me a hibiscus. Um, which has never happened for the record, but still, it's, it's a little tidbit that of something that I would like to happen. Um, so with this sort of set in mind, um, 
my grandma tells me like okay after this this big meeting with my family she tells me okay we'll go to bed and um we'll see you in a little bit um so that happens i take my nap i'm not even bothering with my phone anymore at this point um so yeah that that's a whirlwind of like what my toxic relationship was like um did not expect it to go this long so we're gonna have to make like a part three for my freshman year because there's still a lot to undump about this so i will make another episode it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.